Sorry, I'm a little late. I'm trying to look into my boiler. It's not really looking right now. I'm sorry, looking into your what? Oh, uh, my boiler is broken. I was like looking at it and forgot to check the temp. Oh no! Is it like still brick? Like really cold? Yeah, just it's just the water though. Um, um and somebody gonna come look at it later. So typical New York problems. I know. Uh, where are you at? I'm currently in Bangkok. Oh. We're doing a Wear Many Hats world tour currently right now. And so Bangkok is the next one. And then after that, I think we're either going to Taipei or Hanoi. Oh, cool. Um, Hanoi is where I was born. So. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How long were you there till? Uh, eight, and then uh, my family moved to uh, Ho Chi Minh City, uh, and then I moved to the state when I'm sixteen. When I'm sixteen. Yeah. That's amazing. I I want to actually check out both of those cities. Yeah, it's really really fun, and the food is really good. A great coffee shop. Oh my god, the food must be amazing. Apparently, right now the food, the street food in Bangkok, insane. It's like every day I'm just having like. The best foods, I can't imagine, and you know, back home, everyone's like, "Let's go to Thai diner." It's not the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's not the same. I feel the same way about Vietnamese food here. Do you have any favorite spots? Favorite Vietnamese spots so far? It's not. It's obviously it's not the same. Um, but I I really like D and D in Greenpoint. It's good. It's like the closest to the flavor you would find in Vietnam. Have you been to? Diandi's previous spot, Anjoy. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was like, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't as good. I only went on the last day, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Currently, right now, I've been going to Kitchen Coet. I want to put my boy up. Kitchen Coet is one of the best spots. It's off the the B train line off of Grand mm. in Chinatown. It's new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really good. They also have a banh mi coet. It's like a hole in the wall banh mi spot in Chinatown. <laughs> so good. Oh, maybe I should get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that you probably know the best spots, but I'll definitely tap in with you to figure out if obviously all the best spots in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, I can try. I I just don't live there anymore. So mm-hmm. people want to ask me for recommendation, and and it's like it's hard because the the stuff that I used to go to is not there anymore, and you know things change really quickly. Uh, but I would try. and this is where Mini Hats presented by Disarm. 
You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. Rate and comment the Wear Many Hats show on Apple Podcasts and drop five stars on Spotify. WMH and Tassar is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Fang Wen is a creative director and multidisciplinary designer based in Brooklyn, New York. You may have seen Fang's work for Recess and Domino Magazine. She has also worked with various brands across media, wellness, fashion, beauty, food, technology, and more. Her works have been featured on Adweek, NPR, and The Zoe Report. Fang is also an artist that has been supported and featured by the New Museum and many more institutions. Seems like she loves to poem, travel, and cats. I hope I'm right. Please welcome Fang Wen to wear many hats. Hello. Hello. Was I was I right? Uh, I mean, pretty accurate. Um, you didn't really mention what I've been up to recently, so it was interesting. But yeah, right now I'm a, I'm a VP Creative Director at Day One Agency, and um, that way I've been for the last three years, and I work on like a variety of brand, but uh, mostly. Um, leading Nike and Converse right now. Nike and Converse under the same umbrella. Do you wear Nike and Converse? <laughs> Not really, actually. I mean, I have a couple of Nike sneaker. Converse is uh, as a bit trickier for me because uh, I'm like smaller, so it doesn't have the same like this. I don't have the same swag at uh, wearing Converse that other people do. So I just try to, you know, I appreciate it on other people. I don't think it's it really go with with my style as a whole. That's all I wear. So if you want to send some my way, please do. Um, <laughs> the Converse is, yeah. I mean, you have to wear them a certain way. I think I'm like out of my punk roots, but yeah, I used to like wear like a bunch of Nikes and stuff like that. But not any currently right now. I've just been wearing my Solomons. Like I'm moonlighting as like a creative director of some sorts because that's like what creative directors wear apparently no Carlos Solomon's oh Solomon yeah uh I guess like if you're a high beast <laughs> type of creative director I don't have, have you not seen the memes uh yeah I do I know <laughs> what you're talking about but I don't believe that one of those guys are actually creative director so since out here in Thai Thailand, I've just been going to a bunch of the markets, like the JJ market, and I've bought my first pair of big pants. And those big pants paired with the Solomons, I look like a creative director, but I'm not. <laughs> it, I'm like entering a Gorp core type of situation, but I'm not any mm -hmm. of that. You know, like the people that you see around Brooklyn, rock climbing. Yeah. There's other things that people have been doing so like the rock climbing and then there's pole dancing and you chose pole dancing <laughs> when did you start that around two years ago a little over two years ago is that your form of exercise yeah yeah and just uh movement in general i wish i could pole i mean everyone can everyone can do it you can you only need to do it just take an intro class you yeah. know I don't think anyone would want to see me on a pole. <laughs> you you wouldn't. I don't know. You never know. Okay. I I uh, there's like a couple of um, do sometime in class, so you're not gonna be by yourself. Wait, really? 
Yeah, I mean, every now and then, not not that many as women, but for sure, there's some of them sometimes. If I were to join a class and I saw that there was more men than women, I would be a little confused at first, but I thought I would be the special one. But I guess there's no surprises anymore in Brooklyn, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you could be um, shattering the stereotype of Poland, you know? You could be one of the first. All right. You've encouraged me. Thank <laughs> you for that. You're also a painter. I saw your paintings. They're beautiful. Thank you. When did you start? I got more into it more seriously last summer. I was focusing on art more in school, but that's like over 10 years ago. And uh, I started just when I started working and, you know, I was more doing design and, and stuff like that. And so like I sort of stopped making art for a very long time. And uh, last year I was, you know, thinking about my career in general and where what I want to be and what I want to do more of. And I realized that I wasn't making art. Um, and I, that's something that I really needed to get back into. And um, and so I just started, um, I just decided to like start building out my own body of work when it comes to painting. Because in school, I did more installation, performance, uh, and sculpture. And I, I never really explore painting as a medium. Now I just feel like that's some is something that like more democratic, like easier, accessible to get into because you know all you need is like a canvas and and paint uh, versus like the other stuff that I mean I'm 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 gonna eventually explore those things too again but but like with installation you have to have a space with sculpture it's like depending on the material and you have to also have a space that you can make a mess of um so right now I just feel like it's it's a good way for me to like get back into the mindset and also building out like my own voice when it comes to that particular medium do you paint in your home or do you have a studio I, I paint in my home um right now but eventually sometime this year I will get my own studio you can't force art and painting and drawing I want to so bad but it's hard. It's hard. As in like painting, like any type of like art or medium, you can't really force it. Mm -hmm. But you by force it. Like if you're, I used to paint in college and then mm -hmm. in the lockdown, I wanted to paint again or draw. There was no inspiration. And I tried to like force myself to or do it and it just wouldn't come out. So I just feel like that type of medium, you can't, you just can't force things to actually happen. I don't know. I think there's, there's also, you can just listen to your own intuition as well and not, it, it, I wouldn't say it's forcing. Sometimes you, you know, uh, if I don't have a particular, like my process, usually I would, I have an idea and I would sketch it out first and then. Uh, and then before I actually put it on a canvas and and paint, but sometimes I would just like you know put on like a few color and see how it feel and and go from there. Um, I I it's just um I just can't imagine how painting can be forced ever because it doesn't matter what you do. It's like it's gonna 
it come out of you for a reason, you know, and you should honor that. Just let it flow out of me. Even like starting this podcast, it was it was also hard. I, I just feel like any type of medium, you just can't force it. You just have to like let it. If you want it, do it. Just do it. Now I'm just getting the encouragement for people to come on the show and people love the show. So I guess they'll keep on doing it. So like me saying that I like your paintings, where else have you shown your work at? I haven't really, um, I'd seen, I just started uh, at the end of last year. I just more focusing on building my own body of work. I'm with NYC Creep Club right now, which is like a, a group of artists. I mean, they, they have multiple group of artists and it's, uh, you know, the, the, it's like new group every quarter. But we with each other for like a year and we meet like roughly around like once a week and then look at each other's work and critique and doing something like that have been really good for me. So and then there's going to be a group show in June or July. But we, we have I don't really know what the information there yet. But right now I'm just like I am not in a rush. I want to just build my own um, voice and and just focusing on producing work before I start. How do you get the time to do all these amazing things and, and also working your day job and working out and yeah. also painting? What's your process? Yeah. Yeah. No, the process is just to do it. <laughs> and I think that's a, the longest time I didn't, I didn't make any work because I have a full-time job where I have only have a full, um, minus for like a couple of years freelancing. I have only had a, a freelance job, a full-time job. So it was, uh, it's very easy to like go home and like be very tired and, and not do anything in particular. Um, so, but I don't know, just like once you make the switch uh, mentally and you, I mean, I, th I think you have to like find joy in it too. So I I don't consider it's like something that it's like, I don't consider it's a chore that I have to paint or have to go to pole. Like those things give me joy. And once you you feel that way about something, it's, it's easier for you to find time to do it. And you, then, you know, I, I, I paint because, after work because I have an idea that I'm excited about like uh I feel this this urge of you know um wanting to like progress my my skill and if I'm not doing it then and I'm not putting in the time to do it I would not get any better uh and then being a, a part of the crit club is is also have fun because um there's like certain deadline that I have to meet um like for example I have supposed to show some new work uh, this Wednesday so and paint tonight uh, and tomorrow, so um, so yeah. I think if if you put your mind to it, you can find time. If you're interested in it enough, you can find time for it. I feel like being in New York City, it's sometimes really hard to find the time. For me, I'm always going out, so I guess I should stop going out. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Like it's hard to balance it all. I mean, I also go out, but you know, sometimes I. You need to prioritize. Um, and I'm I'm not like the to I don't go out all the time. I'm also more like I need like a balance between going out and seeing people and just like being by myself and and pen and being a hermit. 
So it's it's also good that that I have an excuse to stay home instead of you know going out on on the time. The discipline. Where do you like to go out? Mm, restaurants, bar, cocktail. I'm a cocktail lover, and a lot of my friends are as well. So we like to check out, like you know, um, different spot here and there. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, for me, going out it's just more like hang out with my friends and having them at company. What's your favorite cocktail? Uh, mezcal Negroni. Wait, which bar makes the best mezcal Negroni? Interesting question. I actually don't know because they all taste different. Um, and also it's one of those things where it's very subjective as well. Like some people like it more bitter and more flavorful and and then some people like it when it's like a, a little smoother and you know lighter area. So I actually don't know. So but I you know, I will let you know once I think of one. What's your favorite bar? Have you gone uh, to so far? My favorite bar uh, closed, not around anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, I like you know Dynaco in my neighborhood too because it's like very chill. So good. Yeah, uh, I also love a uh, singer, which is also close to me. Have you been to Frog Bar? Oh, I just heard of it actually. I might go down, check that out with one of my friends. You know, this week or next week. Natural oh. wine, no cocktails, but mm-hmm. great pool table if you're into pool. Oh, my friend loves pool, so maybe. Sign up, sign up. Mm-hmm. You also said restaurants. I know we talked about Vietnamese restaurants, but what's your favorite restaurant? Uh, I have to say Twas of a Fredo or Winston. I love the Andy a lot. Uh, it's like uh, sometimes I have like a craving for it. Uh, Ruthrud is another good one. So good. Yeah, those are my my go to. Everybody loves Winsome. They're on everyone's TikTok feeds, everyone's Instagram reels. Really, so, I'm happy for them. Keep them uh, in business. I love Winsome so much that even though I was thinking about going to Taiwan, I just have. The image of Winson like in my head the whole time, and they're like everything on the menu. I it's a good place that I bring a bunch of my friends to. Mm-hmm. Those are three really really good restaurants. Also, rule of thirds can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. So you go to Greenpoint often, or it's an easy spot. There's a lot of good restaurants and stuff there. The only reason why I ask is because I used to live in Bed Stuy and. I would go on my hot girl walks and mm-hmm. I would go all the way to Greenpoint. That's my break or like end of the day, which when I end my day at like two or three, mm-hmm. I take my hot girl walks all the way to Brooklyn or mm-hmm. Greenpoint. Yeah, actually, I would just hit Winsome, Rule of Thirds, Deandi. The reason why I'm like dropping those names religiously right now over and over and over again is we just got to give these these businesses more even though um, they don't need any more advertisement from me, but I just love, I love them so much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a, that's a night walk in the summer. 
uh, I definitely walked out throughout Newport from Bedside to Greenpoint and to Long Island City. We crossed the bridge. What do you do in Long Island City? Uh, I used to, uh, there was a couple of time I, uh, I did that with my friend to check out uh, the Apple Fair when it was still at Woma PS1. Mm -hmm. Nice walk in the summer. Or like late fall, I guess. Fall, yeah. We love MoMA PS1. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been to the Noguchi Museum? Yes, a couple times. A couple times. Yeah, this is actually my light is from the from that museum. I saw, I saw. How, <laughs> how many Noguchi lamps do you own? Just one. Uh, I I try to I'm trying to be more strategic about uh, what I buy. So I want to be intentional about my next Noguchi purchase. That's good. I currently own a Noguchi table as well. Well, mm -hmm. and but I don't own the Noguchi lamps. I'm like the only one that doesn't own a Noguchi lamp for some reason, but the Noguchi table, but I just feel like it's gotta be one or the other. I just can't be looking at Noguchi all the time. Yeah, I, I also looked at a coffee table before and kind of debating whether I want it or not, but I don't think I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, just too much, yeah, too much Noguchi. <laughs> I feel pretty, I feel pretty basic sometimes with it. The no Gucci coffee table? Yeah. I want I want to say it's basic. It's it's an expensive piece of furniture. It's it's not basic. It's an investment and not everyone can afford it. So thank you. I needed to hear that. <laughs> sometimes I feel like the purchases I make are just not I I've been buying. I used the first time when I moved into my own spot in bedside all mm -hmm. i did the first month was just buy a bunch of obviously furniture for myself but like top-notch furniture pieces and i don't know why i got the noguchi table but now i'm going this like minimalist life style of mine and i feel like the noguchi table is not in it mm. well you can only resell it in, in brooklyn and we'll be gone in a flash so <laughs> I hope anyone that's listening to this episode <laughs> with everything that you're doing and you've taken up, have set yourself to like prioritize different things that you do. Mm -hmm. I see that you've been going on a bunch of vacations. Do you also work while you travel? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually traveling for work um, this week for like a week. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of traveling for me lately. I mean, uh, part of it was family, and then part of it vacation, and then part of it was for work. So, not not that I'm I'm like a jet setter in any way. <laughs> it happened to be all within a period of time. Um, but it's gonna be like I don't know, like uh, it's it's nice to be able to get away sometimes, like and, and just. Get back into it and obviously you feel uh, you will feel fall out of your rhythm that you found before uh going on to this trip so you have to like really motivate yourself to get back into it but like a part of me also like one if i 
haven't done something for a long time, like haven't painted or haven't go to pole, like I feel this urge of like, I need to get back into it. So uh, that's helpful too. So I I didn't make any new work like in December as as a whole. And, and then maybe a little before that too, because of all the traveling and stuff. Do you mind me asking where you're going to next? I'm going to actually, I I was going to be at L, in LA this weekend, but I think there's some plan changes just now that um, I might just go straight to Oklahoma City and then from Oklahoma City to Portland and then back to New York. I've been hearing a lot about Oklahoma in the past 24 hours. Really? Yeah. I actually just met someone on the street an hour ago that lives in, in Oklahoma. In Bangkok? In Bangkok. Wow. That that is Vietnamese. Wow. Yeah, I never thought I would never the thought never crossed my mind. Oklahoma until until this <laughs> moment. People right now are wondering how I am able to travel a lot. And the most interesting question I get, which is a fair question, is oh, are you going for work? Which is like a normal question, but for the line of work I do, I mean, possibly I could, but to work in Thailand, I don't even think I could do that because it's just like, I just want to play all the time. In Southeast Asia, all I want to do is just play. Yeah. Oh, and it's hard to work with a different time zone as well. I I worked from Vietnam before and it was awful. And yeah, it's hard, really hard to focus if you you want to be able to go out for dinner and spend time with people and check out new spot and and it's just, the opposite time zone is just too rough. It's the worst. I don't know how I'm doing it. <laughs> I, it's like back and forth. The jet lag is wild, but I somehow beat beat the jet lag again. I just feel like. I'm in like a washer dryer situation. Like my body's getting wrung out. And that's why I've been going to massages every day while I'm here. Good yeah. for you. Can't do that in Brooklyn. Yeah, for sure. When you were in Vietnam and when you came into the States, was it easy for that transition? I mean, obviously it wasn't easy, but I was uh, very young. I was only 16. Mm -hmm. so you know, you when you're 16, you're more like, you're less adverse to uh, all of these crazy um, adjustments that you have to make. And I was more like excited about it. I was, and even, you know, it was definitely very sad to like have to leave my parents and my family and be on my own. And I never did anything on my own before that. So it was, yeah, scary. But but you also because you you're young enough you're able to just like adapt and just like find the the fun in everything and then and then eventually my a group of my friends actually from Vietnam actually moved to Seattle and we were only in Seattle for like a little while for like a a year or two so it was nice to like also have them to go through this transition moment with. I mean, we all like spread out and live in different places now, but back then it's at least it's like I, I had immediately have like 
my own friends and then and then like find my own community find my own build my own friends to school as well so as soon as you like can find people it's you know it help you it have you feel like you're not like alone and you're not like you can figure figure it out you know but but I also have to learn a lot how to do a lot of things on my own and be very independent and like look out for myself and that's I think that's the good thing that happened to me because now I think I can do anything if I want to do you have any siblings or anything like that uh, I have a younger brother which we use younger did you guys come over to the states together Uh no no he um he was still in uh, middle school oh yeah when yeah yeah I moved here um and then he uh, he actually moved to Germany and lived there for like five years and then he he came back to Vietnam now if you were to come over with your siblings it would probably make it a little bit easier I know a lot of people that have come over from a different country with a sibling for some weird reason they like live with each other for a long time and somehow adapt it, it would just make things a lot easier for some weird reason in Brooklyn I know a lot of like siblings that live together mm, interesting yeah I don't know I, I guess it would have been nice to have him but he was younger than me and I don't think I was at a place where I could take care of him no no yeah well we're glad that you're here <laughs> me too Hats off to you and everything that you do for some just are wear many hat solutions. Would you ever design for the? I don't know why I'm thinking the Noguchi Museum, but would you ever work with the Noguchi Museum or any other institutions? In what capacity? I mean, maybe creative direction or. I mean, that would be great. That would be sick. Right. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how how they usually approach. It's probably something internal. Yeah. Aren't they all? Yeah. How we end off the show is we ask all our guests if you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? A chest tattoo quote. Damn, that's a that's a tough one because then you see it all the time. Everyone see it too. Yeah. Damn. I feel like there's I have something, but I need to like a, take a second to to remember it. While you take that second, where is a place you like to go to hang your hat? Whereas your next to think of like your next ideas, or is there's like a place you like to go for some peace and quiet, or a place that you like to go? I just walk around a lot. I don't have a particular place, but. Uh... One thing I do when I'm I feel stuck or stressed or anything like to get out of my own head, I just walk, and sometimes, yeah, like sometimes I just let let my like text the rain and then follow it, and it's a good way for me to just do some thinking, you know, get away from whatever I'm dealing with, and then able to come back to it fresh. Yeah, damn, I'm I'm still stuck on this. On this court, it's, it's a tough question to be throwing out there. Can I say uh, that you, to all our listeners out there, you have a lot of plans. Monster is out. Your house looks like a jungle. Oh, I mean, it's uh, actually just these two big plan. I mean, they I have more um over there, but 
Um, it's it's like because they're so big, it look more than, you know, I, I think I have under 10 plants. 10 plants, that's still a lot. People can't, can't take care of one. But some people in Brooklyn have like 20, you know, 50. So, I want to point out that you are wearing a green sweater. You kind of just go with your plans. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, is it the end of the if I don't have a coat? <laughs> It can okay. be a word too. Oh, a word. Mm. Present. Be present. Present is key. Yeah, I think that's the key to everything. I agree. Plug your socials. Where can people find you? At P G U Y E. And if they want to see your work, where can they find it? Wingwind.co. Thank you so much, Fong, for coming on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Jassar, and I'm Rashad. Peace.